What's up ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Good, The Bad and The Stupid, it's Wednesday the 10th of February. I hope you're well, it's the most important day of the year tomorrow, one day to go till the most important day of the year, that is my birthday. So it's one day to get your cards in, actually it's one day to get the money in the cards and then get your cards in. If it's too late to get your cards sent in now from wherever you are in the world, bank transfers will <laughs> suffice. I'm jesting of course. Um, but it is actually going to be a very important day. It's very, very possible. I probably will still do a podcast because we're stuck at home anyway, so I might well just do it because that's the kind of professional guy I am. And the fact that this is not just about filling my time and having something to do during the lockdown, it's also about being a, being a, a, a professional unprofessional. But I'm going to be... Uh, Oh, the jury's out on that one. I'll see how I feel in the morning. If I get up and start drinking from the moment I get up, then it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> if I manage to uh, to stave off the drinking till about midday or whatever, then, uh, you know. I've got nowhere else to go anyway. We're, we're, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. No bars, no pubs. I'll go to the shops. <laughs> so I'll have to go to the shop and treat myself to uh, down the alcohol aisle. That'll, that'd be, I could go and start drinking down the alcohol aisle in the supermarket. That's, what, that's the closest you're going to get to being in a pub on your birthday. I'll have to have a fucking crack open a can of lager, stood in the alcohol aisle, and just stand there talking to strangers as they're walking past. And if anybody says anything, just, you know, or just pretend you're looking at uh, picking up more cans off there. You could do that all day long. They, I bet you wouldn't, they wouldn't fucking notice. Saying that, you're meant to have a mask on. I'll have to uh, get a straw or something. Anyway, but also, regardless of that, it's freezing, freezing, freezing cold. So I wouldn't really want to be out and about too much in it anyway, because it's minus 16 yesterday in some parts of the UK. Minus 16. And where I was, I don't think I was anywhere near that, but my hands were going to, my fingers were going to snap off last night carrying my digestive biscuits back from the shop. <laughs> I, they wouldn't fit in my pocket, so I had to carry it with a, with a, with a um, you know, an ungloved hand and I thought my fucking hand was going to snap off by the time I got back things I'll do for my treats um, horrible treats I might add I buy them just because they're not that they're not that entertaining it means you won't eat the whole pack you're bored shitless after about two or three of them but anyway uh, uh, how you chomp on a Jaffa cake on the biscuit theme how you chomp on a Jaffa cake can help you find your soulmate <laughs> what a load of bollocks Experts found 520 ways to eat the McFitties treat. Experts found 520 different ways of eating a Jaffa cake. Now, we've got a pandemic on the go at the minute. We're fucking trying to figure out all these different variants of the virus. You know, like, uh, they're coming at us thick, thick and fast. You've got all these fucking scientists and everything racing, trying to beat, you know, do things in double, triple, quadruple time. Where, you know what would normally take years to do they're getting these vaccines sorted in you know quick time and then you've got 520 apparent fucking experts of something what are the experts of I imagine there's this is some kind of scientific study so psychology behavioral psychology um, it's a borderline side but I'm saying that you know they could be lending their skills to the fucking fight instead of sitting there for Figuring out 500 different ways of, of fucking eating a Jaffa cake, for fuck's sake. Anyway, so uh, 
Uh, and it's, I guess you're meant to match your soulmate by eating a Jaffa cake the same way that they eat theirs. I don't want somebody who eats a Jaffa cake the same way I do. I want somebody who's different to the way I eat my Jaffa cakes. Thank you very much. And I don't really eat Jaffa cakes. They'll have to get. They'll have to uh, come over to the digestive biscuit world, and uh, and talk to me there. But anyway, so if you're a nibbler, you can be a nibbler, a deconstructor, a half mooner, and a chocolate lover. You can be all those. That's four of five hundred and twenty. I don't want to fucking bore you with the rest. That's gonna. Uh... I, I, I tell you what, and then whoever them experts are, their fucking their partners are probably looking for somebody who fucking who's got nothing to do with Jaffa cakes. They don't want somebody who sits thinking how thinking up situations like that. I know what I can do. I get everybody get everybody thinking about how to eat, you know, a banana next. Let's see how how many different ways there is to eat a banana. I tell you what, there was a thing in the paper the other week actually about how many different ways there was to peel a banana, and there was quite a few, a lot more than I thought. I think there was about twelve. <laughs> not the not the one that you you know the average one that you think it is, and the one that you average most of us think it is is wrong anyway. It's not the way monkeys do it. We we normally do it from the stem and snap it and then pull it down, don't we? It's the other way the monkeys do it, and that is apparently the correct way. Anyway. Um, Sean Ryder, a man after my own heart, is embarrassed that everyone thinks he's off his napper, off his head, because he can't stop seeing aliens. He's always spotting aliens and uh, uh, and, and having close encounters. <laughs> it just they just appear. He says, "They, um, I have to say something, and then everybody thinks I'm." What does that say? He's got the word blocked out. Then I guess it's a swear word. Everyone thinks he's a twat because he's off off his head because he's always mentioning it, spotting UFOs. And I've seen a UFO, and nobody believes me when I say that either. But the bottom line is, I have seen a UFO. You know why? Because a UFO is an unidentified flying object, and it was unidentified, and it was a flying object. So no matter what the fuck you think, I have seen a UFO. Doesn't matter that there was fucking little green men on it. But yeah, so uh, um, he's seen them anywhere, that, everywhere, though. I haven't seen that many. I've just seen the one poignant account, encounter. And there's more to that story. I'll let, I'll let that one out in the, in the biography. Um, I wasn't abducted, let's put it that way. Custard creams, back on the biscuits. Brits are devastated after Brexit. Red tape meant that custard creams are not getting across the channel. Custard creams are not getting across the channel. That's a fucking British biscuit, isn't it? Why? Because I thought custard creams was a traditional British biscuit. What's it doing across the channel in the first place? If you're going to start sending out your biscuits to be made abroad, I'm afraid you're going to have to pay the penalty or the price for when they don't get here on time. Apparently, these ones are being made in Brussels. Uh, they're closing their doors for the first time in 40 years or something. The shortage has forced... It's a British supermarket in Brussels to close its doors for the first time. They can't cope with the hundreds of forms needed to fill fill in after Brexit. So it's fucking everybody up, and it all these uh, import and export things, everything just flowed freely. And everyone's like thinking, you know what, this business just ain't worth it. I can't be bothered to sell custard creams anymore. Fuck it, I'm walking out. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving the custard cream business forever. That's it. So, but anyway, there are custard creams in in Britain. We fuck all our manufacturing off to other countries anyway. So I wouldn't be surprised if custard creams are elsewhere. We ain't got much left that we do make here, I don't think. I think they're slowly, slowly starting to bring it back now. I think um, 
you know, the Chinese and everything, they, they're cutting it on to it and they're, they're upping the price, isn't that probably? You're getting to the point now where you think it's more it's more um, cost-effective to have it done here and not have to wait six months for it to be shipped here. Imagine. Now, they're going to put in an order, custard creams, make them in China. For one, they'll be fake custard creams. They wouldn't be real custard creams. Sorry, not all things out of China are fake, but... Most things out of China are fake, and they fucking don't care either. They, they, they know how to make money. Oh, that's all. I, that was all they give a shit about. So yeah. Anyway, um, a hungry, a hungry diner. She'll probably be reaching for the biscuits. A hungry diner is because she's got no food that was sent from Uber. She ordered her Uber, and the food delivery driver sent a message saying that sorry, love, I've ate your food. <laughs> he was delivering it, and he just decided, fuck it, I'm going to eat that. Um, and I heard a little a birdie told me that Uber's Uber are allowed to eat, uh, allowed to lose a number of orders. I don't know if it's Uber or Deliveroo. There's a number of orders that they're actually allowed to eat to lose per month or something or other, and that's what they do with them, don't they? They just fucking eat it and get away with it. It's 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 part of the game. Whether they're allowed to do it or not is another thing. It's a, a loophole. But anyway, he just said, "Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I." I'm, uh, I've eaten your food. So she's had to complain and get another one sent, but I don't know why he just didn't just say, oh, I fell off the back of the fucking motorbike. That just goes to show that either he just doesn't give a shit about the job because he's bound to get sacked straight after that. Or they've just gone, oh, you bet it. Oh, all right, then that's all right. That's part of the rules, isn't it? Enjoy it. <laughs> you got you got two more left this month. Two more customers to piss off. Um... I'll tell you what, there isn't more a stranger person than the person that bought Adolf Hitler's toilet seat for £13,750. I'd have thought it would have gone for more money than that, though, to be honest. But somebody has actually bought Adolf Hitler's toilet seat from his mountain hideaway. <laughs> I mean, some of that Nazi, Nazi memorabilia goes for a fortune. I mean, an absolute fortune. Some of it's just, you know, caps, helmets. Uh, there's, there's like a... a um, an eagle that was on Hitler's desk, a gold eagle. People make copies of that and they sell for about five grand each, something like that. A lot of money, lots of money. But Adolf Hitler's personal toilet seat only sold for 13750 Even though it's a lot of money, it's not in the scheme of things compared to what that stuff goes for. So somebody did have to, you know, had to just think, do I really want Adolf Hitler's toilet seat? <laughs> not really. I'm explaining that to everybody. It is a bit of a party you know a, a, a party conversation though isn't it <laughs> but it, regardless of I don't want to want anything by fucking Adolf Hitler really you don't want to explain that to anybody do you? oh this used to be belong to Adolf Hitler oh this used to be belong to Adolf Hitler <laughs> oh, I've got Adolf Hitler's um, paintings he used to paint as well there's some paintings of Adolf Hitler's knocking about they're not very good but uh, they do sell for a lot of money um but no, I don't think uh, I'd be buying anything, anything related to him or his toilet seat for that matter. I wonder if they use it. They probably do. They're probably just thinking, what do you sit and think? Maybe it's then, when you sit on it, you start thinking, uh, <laughs> having those kind of thoughts. I wonder what he must have been thinking around about now. Try and get into the mind of him through through the toilet seat. See if you can feel Adolf Hitler while, you, while you're taking a dump. Anyway... Last one, or last two I'm going to do. Is it last two I'm going to do? Oh, a streaker who ran across the pitch at the Super Bowl. One 
£270 or $374,000, £270,000 by betting on the on the stunt. They bet on it. <laughs> and he earned all that money, won, won the bet. How did he bet on it? Did he... Uh, he shared a, uh, a post by a sports bet expert claiming he won the cash by betting that there would be a streaker at the game. That, he's going to lose the fucking bet by telling that because that's manipulating the situation, isn't it? Although it doesn't really matter, does it? If he says there's going to be a streaker and they take the bet and then you are the streaker, it is kind of a forced thing. But they should have been onto that, shouldn't they? They should have said, oh, is he going to, fucking hell, is he going to be the streaker? Or was he just guessing? So... I think that's a fucking great idea. I'll tell you what, that's a, if, there's a good idea for anybody else. A lot of people haven't read that story or know that story. So you can do anybody can do that, can they? So I bet there's going to be a streaker in the game. And then go and do it yourself. And then all of a sudden, I mean, £500 is put turned into £270,000 fucking pounds. I'll tell you what, I'd get fucking naked in front of a crowd of people for £270,000 and run across the pitch. It'd be almost a privilege. I'd probably do it for next to nothing. I wouldn't. I would have to be. I'm worth a lot of money, thank you very much. 270000 is minimum. Minimum. To get my arse out on, on, on American TV. Right, last one I'm going to do then. is a rare... Uh, no, sorry, not the, not the rare one. Spiders have topped a pole of childhood nightmares which still haunt us as grown-ups. Spiders, adults... adults. I know loads of adults that are scared of spiders. I don't particularly scared of them. I can handle most. I don't like the ones that look like they're from fucking Brazil or the, you know the strange ones that come in the garage that have got bulbous backs and everything. They're the ones that you don't know whether they're dangerous or whether they're gonna, you know, bite you or whatever. Or they just appear when you turn something round in the garage and it fucking runs across the uh, whatever it is that you've turned round and, and and gives you a fright. Or the one that dropped down in front of me when I was driving along the motorway and he dropped down right in front of my eyes because he must have been living in the van and he dropped down right in front of my eyes from the visor, from the roof. And, you know, I'll tell you what, that was a, that was nearly a fucking pile-up on the motorway. <laughs> they would never have known as well. They just put me down as the shit driver that just swerved and just killed, caused a pile-up that killed everybody on the motorway. And they won't know that it was that little spider's fault that... Got in my way, and apart from that, I've got an unblemished record on the roads. Right, that's a, that's the last one for me. I'm going to, I might do another one tomorrow. I am doing another one Friday, but tomorrow it's a very special day in my book, and uh, I probably will be back though. So, might well see you then. Bye bye.